Welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Spirituality with Sydney DeLorean. That's me. And I have fan favorite Rob Love on the line. How's it going, Rob? That's right, Sydney. Hashtag fan favorite here with you for another exciting podcast. Uh, I'm doing great, Sydney. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. I'm here in the pod garage. I'm wearing a robe that says, fuck all y'all on the back. And I feel like a pod queen. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you ready uh, to talk about a cult? I love cults, for one thing. I was super excited when you texted me that that was the topic. And uh, <clears throat> another, you know, fun difference with this episode, I have no idea what <laughs> you're about to tell me because I did zero research. So basically it's story time for Rob and I get to just chime in with smart Alec room responses i guess periodically yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> so we're sounds good do. to me that sounds awesome let's do it um okay are you familiar with the actor andrew keegan that's not keegan that's not like keegan p that's not key and peel no no so then no i'm not familiar what's his name again his name's andrew keegan and he was a child star in the 90s he was had guest spots on a lot of TV shows. Like he was on um, Full House, Baywatch, Step by Step, Moesha, Boy Meets World, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Seventh Heaven, Party of Five. He was just like one of those um, adolescent actors who got a lot of gigs. Uh, I became aware of him in the 1994 movie Camp Nowhere. Have you seen that movie? No, I've never even heard of it. Oh my gosh, your daughter will love this movie. Um, first of all, has your daughter seen Troop Beverly Hills? No. Okay. No. Nope. Well, you need to show her that movie because that's amazing. Okay. <laughs> and then Camp Nowhere is a movie with Christopher Lloyd. And um, it starts out with these kids who their parents are all sending them to shitty summer camps. Like one's going to fat camp, one's going to science camp. Um, and they're just like, oh, I don't want to go to these camps where I have to learn and exercise. And they devise this plan to um, fake camps. Like basically we'll tell our parents we're going to those camps, but we're just all going to go up to this cabin in the woods and hang out all summer. And there is this out-of-work actor who they saw at the mall uh, doing like a, you know, some sort of Vitamix or something uh, demo. And that actor is Christopher Lloyd. And they hire him to fake being a representative from all of these camps. So, like, he goes to the science camp kids family and says we have the best science camp in the state send your kid to camp with me and so he does this for all the kids and they go up and they have all the money that their parents were gonna pay for the camp and so they just <laughs> you know they're ordering super soakers it's a big party it's a really fun movie i was obsessed with it when i was a kid um and andrew keegan plays kind of the hot bad guy in it and I had such a little crush on him. This was in 1994. So I was 10. Um, and I just thought he was so handsome. Um, Ooh, is, is he like a Matt Dillon type? Matt Dillon. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I would say so. Um, 
Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, and so he went on. He had a small role in the movie Independence Day. And then he was in the movie 10 Things I Hate About You. Um, so he was really famous in that sort of era, like the 90s teen flicks. Um, but I started seeing headlines a couple years ago that this dude runs a cult now. <laughs> and it was kind of on my list, but I would forget. And then recently it came up in conversation and I thought, I need to just learn about what this dude's cult is so I can get it out of my system. Nice. Um, so yeah, so he is, uh, he started this group, this spiritual group in 2014. It's based out of Venice beach and it's called full circle. Um, I'm just, there's so much laughableness that I'm about to get to. Um, so okay. <laughs> Keegan is often referred to as a guru. Um, he promotes organic experiences within the temple including hand holding group meditation spooning crystals candles and soul medicine wait what was the last one soul medicine so oh soul soul medicine Yeah. yeah yeah so it's weird like i understand there are there is a physiolo physiological benefit to human touch um, which is why sex workers are important. Um, there are apps where you can pay someone to cuddle with you, to spoon you. Like that is a thing because everyone needs human touch. And some people because I heard I heard I heard those I heard that was like a front for for uh, prostitution though. That I would I would think maybe it might be, which is unfortunate. <laughs> okay. Because there are certain yeah. people due to like, you know, um, disabilities, Maybe like a mental illness. Maybe they're on the spectrum. Like they're not as good at attaining human touch. And so it would be nice if there was a service or a professional who could not always make it sexual, but like hold them, touch them. You know what I'm saying? Have physical affection. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. Yeah. So, but the minute I read about this, like, organic experience of hand-holding and spooning, I was like, what do you do? You show up to this fucking temple and you wear your flowy linen pants and then you start a spoon train? You, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just a whole spoon drawer train. of spoons across the temple floor? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh... I don't know. So he, the big thing that Keegan is into is synchronicity. And so I'm going to read this quote to you. Um, when someone asked him what it was about, he said, synchronicity, time, that's what it's all about. Whatever, the past, some other time. It's a circle. In the center is now. That's what it's about. So that's why he called his church full circle, because now... Time is a flat circle, as we learned from True Detective. And now is the center of the circle. And all time circles it. Um, he says that he it was... Sounds, it sounds like it sounds like he watched Happy Gilmore and really appreciated Kevin Nealon's performance. Remember that? No, remind me. he's like showing him how to putt. Well, like Kevin Nealon's given Adam Sandler a few pointers on how to putt. Oh. <laughs> he's like, 
you see it i can't remember the exact quote it's been years since i've seen the movie but it's something about it's a circle oh the ball goes in the hole the ball is round the hole is round the ball goes in the hole because that's its home (laughs) it's a circle it's life it's a circle all good things um I love it. I also would fuck the shit out of Kevin Nealon, but no one is surprised by that information. Um, it's just, it is what it is. I saw him in person when Zach and I were on our second date, which was a trip to nah. California. And we saw a show at the comedy, um, at the comedy store. And I, when I went to the restroom, Kevin Nealon was outside of it. So I got a really good look up close at the situation. And the situation uh-huh. is hot. Um, yeah, well, he, he hikes a lot. He's real fit. He is yeah. real fit. I mean, fucking, and he's tall. Um, he's, I, I would climb him <laughs> like he was the Empire State Building and I was King Kong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and his penis was Fay Ray. Yep. A hundred percent. Just a tight grip in my hand. Um, <laughs> so, uh, for people who don't know, Fay Ray played the lady in the first King Kong movie. Um, because I it's come to my attention that a lot of the listeners are younger than us and uh have no idea what we're talking about half the time. Um, I don't either, fellow uh, listeners. Uh, to be honest, I'm on your side, I don't know what we're talking about either. Neither, neither do I, but um, I am. A hundred percent sober because I can't use medical marijuana because uh, I've in my job hunting, you know, I might have to drug test and pee clean. So this is me. This is a hundred percent sober me. There are no uh, performance enhancing drugs. Um, so in 2011, Andrew Keegan was beat up by quote unquote gang members and he had to get stitches. And at the same moment that he was jumped by these uh, alleged gang members, uh, it was when there was an earthquake and a uh, tsunami in Japan. And to Keegan, he was like, oh, my God, the synchronicity of this. And then he says later he was looking at a street lamp at the exact moment it exploded. And at another moment, he was praying in a church and he saw a crystal fly off the altar. And so he sees all of these moments as like meaning something like I got my ass kicked right when there was a tsunami in Japan. These two things have to be linked, which is insane. I think it's also like, does he, that's Jesse Smollett syndrome or something like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So I think, number one, there's a lot of narcissism involved in this and going like... Clearly. It means something that I was beat up at the same time the entire country of Japan was devastated. Um, Sure, sure. Because of, of, of the entire world and all of its inhabitants and the entire population of Japan, no one is more important than this fucking Tegan guy. Yeah. Um, and so I looked it up because I was like, I know there's a word for when people see connections between things that aren't there and they perceive meaning in things where it isn't there. Um, and what it is called, and God, this is going to be another fucking moment where I mispronounce something. Um, but it's apophenia and okay. 
It's the tendency to mistakenly perceive connections and meaning between unrelated things. And a common example yes. of this that we all experience is pareidolia, where you see things that aren't there, like seeing a bunny in the clouds or seeing a face in like an electrical outlet, like things because we perceive faces and things. So like it's seeing something that isn't really there. Um but that's like a common thing that people have, you know, we see faces in inanimate objects, et cetera. But yeah, it's like, it's like anthropomorph or anthropomorphizing. Yeah. Just inanimate objects. Yeah. We've all done it. Sure. So that's like one method or one brand of apophenia, but in general, it's perceiving these connections between unrelated things. Um, It was termed by a German psychologist uh, in the, in 1958 um, in a publication about the beginning stages of schizophrenia, he defined it as unmotivated seeing of connections accompanied by a specific feeling of abnormal meaningfulness. So that's kind of exactly yeah. um, what Andrew Keegan's going through. He, uh, this guy says uh, the early stages of delusional thoughts are self-referential overinterpretations of actual sensory perceptions as opposed to hallucinations so there he's you're not you're not hallucinating when this happens but you are like over perceiving and kind of confabulating something that isn't there um yeah i get it and so it. it like a apophenia had it can imply a human propensity to seek patterns in random information such as gambling so like people when they're gambling will be like oh it's been black five times in a row, so it's going to go red next, when really the odds are the exact same every time. Um, yeah. Uh, and I copy and pasted this little all bit. Kind of, Part- all kind of superstitions. I mean, it sounds like uh, there's a little bit of that wrapped up in every superstition, kind of. You know, like, oh, this has meaning. Like, oh, that's a good, you know, cat crossing my path or whatever. You know, just all stupid stuff. <laughs> but it's like yeah. people assign meaning to it just to, like, give their lives some structure and predictability. And, or like, perceive, you know, the perception of predictability, you know. Yeah, and, like, power. Like, I was wearing this shirt when the Rams won. So I'm going to wear this right. shirt every time they play so that they can win again. When really, like, yeah. you have no power in the situation, but you're claiming or trying to perceive some. Um, yeah, playoff beards. Uh, sports teams will do p- playoff beards. Oh, oh, yeah. Don't shave during the playoffs. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so there's a thing called an apophony. And so I copied this little bit from Wikipedia. Um, in contrast to an epiphany, an apophony does not provide insight into the nature of reality nor its interconnectedness, but is a process of repetitively and monotonously experiencing abnormal meanings in the entire surrounding experiential field. Um, Such meanings are entirely self-referential, solipsistic, and paranoid. Um, And the quote is being observed, spoken about, the object of eavesdropping, followed by strangers. Um, And so... Sorry, can we define solipsistic? Yeah, solipsistic is basically being self-centered and seeing um, seeing things solely from your perception. So hold on, I'll look up the actual definition. Um, I, I mean, I know it. Obviously, I know it. It's for it's for um, Beck. Yeah. Well, while we're just having an episode where I read Wikipedia, 
Um, Because solipsism is a cardinal (laughs) sin in the Church of Satan, so I'm super familiar with it. And I find that solipsistic people are the most frustrating people for me to deal with because I think I'm an overly empathetic person. I'm able to understand the motivations of others, even if they aren't in line with my own personal motivations. So when people only see things from their point of view, for me, it's very difficult to deal with them. And I think they have a hard time dealing with the world because they get frustrated by people because they don't... Well, they think everyone's out to get them or everything revolves around them. So everything that happens is like some sort of a comment upon them or like, oh shit, what does that mean to me? Or whatever. Like what that was obviously directed towards me in some way. Yeah. Like what could it mean? (laughs) It's like Jesus Christ. Um, Solipsism is the philosophical idea that only... Only one's mind is sure to exist. Um, anything outside of one's own mind is unsure. So that is actually the philosophical definition. Um, okay. But I think the colloquial definition, hold on, I'll pull it up. Uh, a theory holding that the self can know nothing but its own modifications and that the self is the only existent thing. Um, also, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. It says also extreme egocentrism. Yeah, that's ding, 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 ding. So, I mean, surprise, surprise, someone who grew up an actor uh, suffers from this sort of apophenia, like solipsistic thing where he sees all these meanings in his own life. So you said he grew up an Astor, like John Jacob Astor, like the rich family? No, I said actor. (laughs) Oh, actor. Okay. Okay. I thought it was like, okay, wait a minute. This story just took a whole different turn. No, just a reminder (laughs) to everyone, even though you're hearing Rob and I in crystal clear microphone. Crystal. Oh, it's so clear. (laughs) Hey, listener. Um, Hey. Rob and I. (laughs) Rob and I are hearing each other through a phone line, so it's different. (laughs) I'm right here, listener. Sydney can't hear me right now. It's just me and you. Sydney can't hear me. Um, are it's you done? Just for you, listener. Yeah, I'm done. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Andrew Keegan uh, had this fucking idea in 2011. He was inspired to start this spiritual philosophy. He he founded Full Circle in 2014. Um, he, they had a temple called the Rose Temple, and it was in Venice Beach. Um, it was home to a parrot named Krishna, of course, who would greet guests at the door. Uh-huh. Um, lots of crystals for healing and prayer. Um, Full Circle's goal is to help the, quote, uh, mind, body, and soul by empowering people from all beliefs and backgrounds to be the brightest versions of themselves, unquote. Um, they that do- sounds very altruistic. And well-intentioned. It does. It does. And and maybe they are because this, unlike most cult things, it doesn't take any dark turns. There's no sexual <laughs> abuse or financial abuse. Um, I know everyone probably was waiting for that when I said I was going to talk about a cult. I mainly was interested because it's like. Yeah, in- including s- me. I was kind of waiting for that. Well, <laughs> no, it's mainly just a bunch of fucking idiots. And you see the pictures of these okay. people, and they're all gorgeous. <laughs> they're just gorgeous people, just gorgeous Venice Beach people hanging out in their flowy clothes. Um, 
it's uh it is it sure is something um but uh, uh wait, wait um sorry can you remind me where this takes place again it's in southern california yeah it's at in venice beach oh venice beach oh okay i was thinking laguna for a minute i was like okay that actually makes sense yeah. venice is a little weird well but, yeah okay go on venice go on. is pretty hippy dippy it's like rich people hippie central so it kind of makes yeah. sense yeah um yeah yeah they describe this uh their practice as advanced spiritualism and um when uh they have members with names like Third Eye and Stav, uh, which nice. <laughs> I can't because there are. Uh, oh, did I skip the part about the inner circle? I think I did. So there's an inner circle of eight people, um, and they're all considered to be like fully enlightened. Uh, and Andrew Keegan is the head of that. Um, but there's like these eight people, and like, one of them is named Third Eye, another one's named Stav. Um, and so the this interviewer from Vice asked Third Eye, uh, like, what exactly does advanced spiritualism mean? And apparently, Third Eye said something about cosmic energy and ayahuasca. So, fucking sure. Um, oh. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think these are just kind of like, like hippy dippies but maybe there's like a touch of psychonaut in there um which would make it a lot cooler uh, like it'd be a whole lot cooler if you did um <laughs> that's what i say about psychedelics all the time uh the the vice uh reporter went to one of their sunday services and there was meditation involving water and crystals in which participants used their energy to focus on bringing an end to the conflict between Israel and Palestine. So very good intentions. Let's all, let's get all of us white linen pants people together and we will meditate to end the, uh, the conflict in the Middle East. Um, Cause nothing else has worked up until now. So what I think what they've been waiting for is a bunch of wealthy people to look at some crystals. Um, and Andrew, <laughs> Andrew Keegan says, we're very, very aware of the shift that's happening in the mind and the heart, and everybody is on that love agenda. We're very much scientifically, spiritually, and emotionally aware of how it works, meaning that there's power in the crystal. There's power in our hearts. There's an alignment. There's a resonance, and it transfers through water. Um, huh? Why? Wa why water? What's the point of water? I don't know. You know when crazy people start talking like they understand science? Like I don't. <laughs> who's that guy who was in um, Hustle and Flow? Um, uh, Terrence oh, Howard. He is like uh. super crazy now. He talks about how he's invented a, two, a new kind of math where one plus one doesn't equal two, and he sounds fucking insane. Um, so, like, when people – or I watched an episode <laughs> of Intervention where this chick was out of her fucking mind on meth, and she just would spend all day filling notebooks with new math formulas she was writing. But none of it made any sense. Like, it's just, like, you're on some fucking bullshit is what you're on. Um, like Yeah. Yeah, but the crystals and the water and the meditation, we're going to fucking get peace in the Middle East. Um 
and they have some like so at their temple uh which they no longer have and I'll get to they do musical they have like music performance guests um and uh one report described the look of the guests as desert inspired lord of the rings costumes and <laughs> okay. I really I really appreciated that because every cult develops its Ooh. own aesthetic that sounds it would be a really cool costume for um the uh, gladiator, the druid gladiator saga. Oh yeah. Story. Maybe they could be. A, they could do a collaboration. I don't know. Just yeah. putting it out there. I don't know. Yeah. Well, they're know. on Facebook, so we'll put them in touch with Charlie. There you go. <laughs> um, they describe what they do as artivism, so like activism, but with art, artivism. Um, okay. They have these series called Activate, spelled A-C-T-I-V-888, um, where there's yoga and music and sound baths and a sermon. I don't understand sound baths, and maybe I will do a show about it sometime. Just like the, just the word sound bath <clears throat> makes me fucking furious. Um, well, it's vibe, it's vibrational energy, Sydney. Everything is vibrations. Okay. The words I'm saying right now, uh-huh. they enter your ear as a vibration, uh-huh. right? They hit, they hit your eardrum. That's a vibration. And that activates a nerve, uh-huh. the oral nerve, auditory nerve. Sorry. And, uh, you know, that causes a vibration, sends a vibration right to your brain, Sydney. Right to your brain. I guess. Here's it's all, here's it's all vibrations. Maybe we'll do a show about sound baths sometimes. I just feel like everyone okay. I know who talks about sound baths is like a middle class white girl with a wanderlust tattoo who's like, uh, <laughs> I've just been really going through a rough time. Like my ex-boyfriend won't leave me alone even though he has a new girlfriend but he keeps trying to hit me up and it's just a lot and I just need to go get a sound bath to get my head straight and because Mer- because Mercury is in retrograde yes yes it's because I yes Mercury is in retrograde and I really just need to get a sound bath to like align myself <laughs> you know what I mean and I am not anti-spiritual in any sense, right? I'm a big fan of meditation, psychedelic exploration of the self and the mind. However, I am a big opponent of bullshit. And so like for me, I'm like, why are you paying money to go out to the desert to have some fucking fake guru rub a thing around in a bowl, which I get that sometimes like part of the pomp and circumstance, part of the ceremony is part of the hypnotism and the meditation that it's a whole thing with church it's just a mass hypnotism like girl if your life is a mess and you need to clear your head go for a run meditate like go camping don't rely i think i get mad when it's like reliant on some external person to solve your internal conflicts like i i need to go have this guy do his sound bath in this place and you're looking for an external source when really you could find everything you need to like focus and ground yourself from within. Um, I just, yeah, I have a big problem with that. It's like, ugh, I just can't, I can't. Here's me and my stackable rings. I love Pinterest and sound baths. Um, so yeah, I think that's why that bothered me. And just, 
I'm yucky about group activities. So it's like we're all going to go hang out <laughs> and listen to a sermon and like meditate and do this in a group. Uh, I'm the type of person where it's like to me, it's a very private thing, I guess. Um, I Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine being able, the same way. It's yeah. Like getting into a meditative state in a group of like a hundred people. Would you be able to do that? Yeah. No, that's like, that's a different kind of a situation. That's almost like, I don't know. That's how you, that's how cults work it. (laughs) Exactly. Everyone, you have to do it together. It's not just, it's just, it's not just within you. You need everyone else and most importantly me or whatever, you know. Yeah. yeah I, I'm not. Okay. They're yeah. actually yeah, in yeah. in the Star Wars Expanded Universe novels. There's like a Han Solo trilogy about his life before he meets Luke and Leia. And he's in love with this broad who lives on this slave planet where they um, there are these guys who are like fake priests and they emit this sound vibration that makes everyone feel so good and they call it the exaltation and so throughout the day they'll put out this sound wave and everyone's like oh it's so good oh my god and that's how they get these people to be slaves for them is it's like well mine our salt or whatever the fuck they mined on this planet like you do this manual labor you live your life as a slave and exchange will emit this sound that makes you feel euphoric several times throughout the day. And Han's like trying to get his girlfriend off this planet. Like, yo girl, this is bullshit. Like you're addicted to this feeling from these people and they're enslaving you. You need to break free. And she's like, but I love it. It feels so good. Um, so that's how I feel about sound baths. Yeah. It's um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that sounds like Soma. From Brave New World was that Brave New World? Oh, I Aldous haven't. Huxley, right? I haven't read that or seen that. If that's a thing to see, are you serious? Are you serious right now? Yeah. Is it a is it a book? It's a book, right? Okay. Where? How do I click? By Aldous Huxley. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. I thought that was like required reading for every high schooler. In America, pretty much. No? Um, well, I tested out of high school when I was 15, so I think I missed a lot of that stuff. Because <laughs> then I just, I like okay. went to college and I studied sciences my first couple years. So I didn't, um, yeah, I didn't do that. But I'll read it, Rob. 100%. Okay, it's a good, it's a good book. I've seen the movie. The movie doesn't do it justice. Maybe I have to give it a, a, a rewatch, but yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah, I'll uh, read it and th- watch it, and then we'll at, talk about it. At least I think there's a movie about Brave New. It might be 1984. I always get those two confused. It's the worst. I'm the worst. Mm-hmm. But they're very similar, like, in spirit, you know, like, terrible future, you know, nightmare, dystopia kind of a thing. But, yeah, in Brave New World, they um, everyone is given Soma. It's this drug that uh, basically placates the masses, um, kind of like what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm kind of looking at the Wikipedia. That sounds in line with it. Yeah, I just think the idea of making it, convincing people that their happiness is reliant on you or their spiritual awakening is reliant on you, like 
you you can be any religion you want, I believe, from the privacy of your own home. You don't need a pastor to be your lifeline to God. You can actually just communicate to your God directly if that's your religious practice. So like the sort of idea of... And then, yeah, well, uh, and it's the same thing with like um, in the Christ... I think in, I don't know if it's all Christianity, but they say you have to have three people to make like a church basically or whatever if you're gonna like hold sunday services or whatever you need at least three people have you heard that before no uh-uh oh i thought that three people made a whatever the name for the religious group it's not community or oh congregation okay yeah so yeah. a congregation consists of at least three people so that's like you can't do it by yourself basically so no being a hermit you know, monks, if you're going to go be a religious monk, you got to be around a bunch of other monks, you know, <laughs> it's like, why do they force other people on you? I don't get it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I, don't I don't support that whatsoever. Um, <clears throat> so in May of 2015, the Full Circle Temple was raided by Californian alcohol beverage control officers um, because they were distributing kombucha that they make themselves there and it was oh. not labeled as alcoholic um, which is actually a thing uh, for those who don't know yeah. kombucha is a fermented tea generally it's 0.05% alcohol but it can be higher especially if you're brewing it yourself um I've gotten wasted off a of homebrew because the longer you let it ferment, the less sugar there is in it. And so I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to let this ferment a little bit longer so it's less sugar, you know, gentler on uh, the, uh, you know, on the bod. And I drank it at 6 in the morning on my way to work. And next thing you know, I'm at work at 6 a.m. wasted on kombucha. Um my cousin used to buy it from the Amish people uh, near her, and she got in trouble. Like, she got caught doing it. They're like, you can't buy that. It's moonshining. <laughs> like, the police. Amish people make Amish people make kombucha? I guess so. That's where she was buying it from, that and some rhubarb pies. <clears throat> and she got pulled over, and the police, <laughs> <laughs> the police were like, you can't buy that. Like, it's illegal to even have it in your car because it, it, it counts as moonshine. Um, so it is, it is regulated and so they're just distributing it to the congregation and it's not labeled as alcoholic and that's a problem. Um, and wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. A spokesperson for the temple stated that they were unaware that they needed a license to distribute kombucha, which honestly, like you wouldn't even think about that. If you've ever brewed it at home, it's super easy. Like, and you wouldn't think like, oh, I'm brewing this tea. Let me just give this tea to my friend. But it's actually technically an alcoholic beverage. It is fermented. So, um, but then I'm like, can you not sell like sauerkraut? Can you not distribute sauerkraut to your friend? That's fermented. Right. Is that alcoholic? Right. I don't know. Right. Um, homemade yogurt. It's like, watch out kids. Homemade yogurt. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but the, the spokesperson for the temple said it's a sacred tea to a lot of people who come into our temple. So to have a raid saying we can't do the sorts of practices that we do on a daily basis is rather disturbing. It's weird to go. It's a sacred tea. Like is are they fucking consuming this shit? Like cons communion wine? Like it's part of their sacred practice. 
Right. That's what it makes me think of as communion wine. But yeah, I mean, a religion can make up its own rules, right? Yeah. Cult. Listen, (laughs) I love kombucha. I I make kombucha. I buy kombucha. I fucking love it. Whenever I'm craving alcohol, I do drink kombucha because the sort of bitterness of it, like it kind of feels like you're drinking a beer. And then I'm like, okay, like, so whenever I'm like stressed out and like, oh God, I just want to drink. I'm like, oh, I'll buy some kombucha and, and not, you know, become an alcoholic again. Um, but yeah, the idea of being saying it's a sacred tea. I'm like, well, well, whatever. To each his own. To each his own. You say that's the body of Christ. I say that's delicious glutinous bread. Um, so they <laughs> ended up losing their um, temple space in 2017 um, as tech companies started to move to venice because the building they had it looked pretty cool it had been a, a temple or a church for religions like for like 70 years um it was a really cool looking building but they kind of got priced out of it um because the real estate rates were driven up by these like i guess google and snapchat set up offices in venice um and it you know drove the real estate market up um, they attempted to save it by crowdfunding, um, selling rose quartz crystal bracelets. But like, I don't think you can sell enough fucking crystal bracelets to afford real estate in Venice. <laughs> That's like trying to um, sell gift cards to uh, finance a surgery. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like, let's sell let's sell gift cards to a dive bar to finance a surgery in America. Come on. Um, I like I just hate I sometimes I'm like I, I just want to yell like all the conspiracy theorists who are like, wake up, sheeple, where I'm like, what? Wake up. Like, what the fuck world are you living in? I swear to God, while I've been job hunting, people have sent me links going, Amazon has work from home jobs. Look at this. And they send me links and it's to like a managing technical like a person who's managing all uh, like software engineering and for Amazon. I'm like, you know that like, did you read these job postings that I'm not qualified to do that? I did IT for U-Haul. Like I'm not qualified to be a fucking infrastructure manager at Amazon. What the fuck are you talking about? Wake up. Like, um, but yeah, anyways, uh, so yeah, they wanted to sell these crystal bracelets to, um, be able to save their space and they weren't able to do it. I wasn't able to find if they have like a new place that they have it. Cause they still have like their, um, activate eight, eight yoga fucking sermon sound bath things. They still do those. I don't know if they have like a their own building now or if they're like doing those in parks. I wasn't able to discern because um, their website is gone, but they're still active, mostly on Facebook, um, but also on Instagram. Um, they have over 11,000 likes on Facebook. So that's kind of big. Um, and then uh, I was scrolling through their Instagram and they had this uh, like post like kind of like a meme like it's just or like an inspirational quote and it just says 50% Deepak 50% Tupac <laughs> That's and I <laughs> I I fucking died because I was like somebody fucking come get these Caucasians they're out of their goddamn minds um I can't with that and oh and they have this guy in all these pictures on their Facebook page all his ads it 
fucking looks like Axl Rose. Like it looks like Axl Rose sitting on the floor staring up at uh, Andrew Keegan speaking. And to the point where I was like, I don't think that's Axl Rose because he looks more fucked up in the face now. But I had to Google Axl Rose's tattoos to match them against this person um, who is not Axl Rose, but has very similar tattoos to Axl Rose. Uh, maybe I'll... Um, post some pictures of that uh with when I post this episode because I was like who the fuck is this Axel Rose looking motherfucker who even has copied his tattoos probably a professional Axel Rose impersonator they if they I'm aren't guessing. they fucked up because that's their calling <clears throat> one um, time Sydney one time when I was a kid growing up in um, Huntington Beach, California, I went to the park. There's this really cool park called Golden West Park. Um, and uh, there was a party happening, like some rich kid was having a birthday party. The parents were throwing him a birthday party, like in the pavilion area. So they had obviously rented out the like covered shelter space by the lake and all of that. And uh, they had, they had a Michael Jackson impersonator, <laughs> and it was the young, young Michael Jackson. Oh, this is like the glove. This is like the glove. This is um, Billie Jean is not my lover, Michael Jackson. Yeah. You know? And uh, I stood in line and uh, said hello, and I think he like maybe signed something for me or something. I don't know, but it was pretty cool. It wasn't it wasn't Michael Jackson though. But, but it, was it was close enough. Cool. Close enough, as close as I was ever gonna get. Yeah. Thank God. For your safety, <laughs> as yeah. As a nine year old boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the you the only safe Michael Jackson is a Michael Jackson impersonator. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Anyway, sorry. No, Go no, ahead. no. You're Go fine. Ahead. That's about all I have on full circle Venice. They don't seem to be malicious. They seem to do a lot of fundraising for um, this place called Safe Place for Youth, um, where they help uh, street-based youths. Um and uh, that's good, I think, unless they're trying to, like, you know, indoctrinate them, which cults often do is yeah. they take the vulnerable um yeah so yeah i'm not sure but they just seem kind of like a bunch of idiots um they do seem like kind of a bunch of idiots so like the hardest the law has come down on them was for kombucha yes Mm -hmm. okay now this tegan or keegan guy yes uh he's a he was a he was an actor since he was a child how old was he when he started acting do you think he okay let's see he was born in 1979 let me pull up his wikipedia to find his earliest screen credit it says 1991 so that would have been 12 years old okay yeah he's definitely in some dark arts bullshit (laughs) You think, I think so? He's probably. I think this is an Epstein situation. Yeah. Like, like I don't know. Like, what do you mean? Like, he is the predator, or he was preyed upon? A probably preyed upon for sure. Uh huh. And then I don't know. Who knows? I know it doesn't sound like they're trafficking children. 
but uh, no yeah it doesn't seem know. like it but yeah i guess yeah from age 12 onward um definitely after watching Corey feldman's documentary that uh came there's out trauma like, yeah That's tra- there's trauma there yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like like basically no child should be acting they should all be pl- children should just be played by adults um and CGI'd into children. <laughs> How, did you ever watch that movie they talk about on your mom's house uh, about the little people where Gary Oldman plays a little person? Oh, Tiptoes. Oh, no. I never watched it, but I do remember that that series. Yeah. Um. So we watched what it. About, what about it? Well, they, uh-huh. <laughs> they had Gary Oldman walk on his knees for the movie because he plays a little person with a <laughs> twisted spine. And so he basically has shoes on his knees. Um, <laughs> he dorfed it. Yeah, he dorfed it. And they, um, Tim, they, Tim Conway. They they CGI'd him to make him like a complete little person. Um, and so like I think that's what they should do for children in movies is just have consenting adults play the children and CGI them smaller, like they did for Gary Oldman and Tiptoes. Um. Well, you know who else uh, feels that way is our friend Matt Farley. That's and, true. Uh, what I'm proposing, what I'm proposing, is that for any role that calls for a child actor, mm-hmm. they hire Matt Matt Farley. Just hire Matt Farley, and they can CGI whatever they want. He and would then... make the funniest <laughs> little kid because does he have in this scenario? He has his normal voice. He has like he has a very low voice. Uh-huh. She's like, oh, my homework. Oh, yeah. I love my homework. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fully on board. I'm fully on board with that. Um, I don't think I don't think we're going to do better than that to close out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, don't join a cult. Um, Don't dress like a desert lord of the rings character unless you know you want to but don't don't do it because a former child star is telling you to um and have this is actually going to go up on a thursday um so we're going to tell people to have a happy thump day oh Mm -hmm. thump day Mm -hmm. that's a new one okay all right uh you go first all right hey everybody have a happy thump day yeah have a happy thump day everyone i didn't know that was a thing until now but Please do so. Yeah, well, it is when you're behind on recording. Um. 